Hey everyone, welcome to episode 127, Have More Time to Relax. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Hey everyone, before I begin, we have a new review. It's from the heart emoji. And it says, once again, barely three minutes in and every time it hits me, once again, crying tears of joy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I don't know what you're crying tears of joy of, but tears are awesome. Tears are therapeutic. Tears are like a good laugh. When we can see it that way with our kids, then we can be like, oh, okay, they're very present with their emotions. Nothing has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong because the more that we don't want them to cry, the more they're gonna cry. It's very counterintuitive. And this is the crazy part. The more we allow them to cry and get those emotions out and teach them what to do with their feelings, the less they do it. It's less duration and with less intensity. That, my friend, when you learn how to hold the space is when it gets super fun because you're not rattled that they're rattled. You're not going on the roller coaster that they're going on the roller coaster. We are stepping into emotional adulthood and we're just babysitting God's children. So from that place, we can foster in our patients because we know that their behavior or their meltdowns or their tantrums have nothing to do with us. They have everything to do with them experiencing a tricky emotion and they don't know what to do. So they're looking up to us, kind of like with those big pleading eyes saying, what do I do here? And then when we freak out that they freak out, then kids either learn to explode more or they learn to stuff. And we don't want either of those to happen. Last week, we talked about grit versus grace and how they can both coexist at the same time. Like I was explaining, when I go for a run, sometimes I need to pick it up a notch. And sometimes I need to give myself grace that I'm even out there. So you can balance between the two and that's within the same run. So I don't want you to think it has to be all or nothing. Now, when it comes to productivity or getting stuff done or going after big goals, you will know where you need more grit and you will know where you need more grace, okay? You will know that because when you go to do the thing that's hard, that's tricky, that's uncomfortable, that's vulnerable, you know what that thing is. It could be a workout. It could be starting your own business. It could be writing a chapter of your book. For me, it's pressing start and record on this podcast. For me, it's emptying the dishwasher. I know that sounds silly. I know that sounds easy, but I want to get it down to the micro level so you don't always think it's about standing on stage with your TED Talk. It can be about the little things where you need to give yourself a pep talk. Either way, a pep talk of like, lighten up, Francis, or we can do a little bit more here. I don't want you to spend most of your time in grit and I don't want you to spend most of your time in grace. I want you to figure out the balance between the two. Now, when it comes to scrolling Facebook, I don't need more grit. I need more grit to delete the app and go on with intention. Whenever you go to do something hard, your brain will spin in overwhelming confusion on purpose because that is the way the brain stops you from taking action. That's all it is. It's not from your childhood. It's not because your parents did X, Y, Z. It's not because you were born into the wrong family. It's not because of your job. It's not because of your house. It's not because of what your third grade teacher said. It's because your brain is doing the brain's job nothing has gone wrong. A lot of times we character assassinate ourselves and we put these labels on ourselves and then we become what we tell ourselves repeatedly. 
I'm just lazy. I'm a procrastinator. I'm a loser. I can't get anything done. Why even try? Because it never, ever works. These are things we tell ourselves. That's completely normal. That's the brain spinning in overwhelm and confusion. I always talk about starting this podcast took me two years because I spun in overwhelm and confusion for two long years until my kids were finally like, are you ever going to do that or are you just going to talk about it? Like, yeah, I'm just thinking of a name, thought of a name. I just need to get a mic. I got a mic. I just need to figure out the software to record it on. Got that. I don't really know how to upload it all to the things. Got that. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And it's not really fair to call what your brain is doing, calling it excuses, because that kind of trivializes a little bit. It kind of like goes into the bucket of everyone has excuses. But Nike was right when they said, just do it. And that's why the 54321 is so powerful because it disrupts that pattern of your brain trying to get in the way. I will have to 54321 every single episode and we're on episode 127. So I don't want you to think it ever goes away. You just learn to coexist with it. Whatever that thing is, it could be going for the run. It could be pressing play on a workout. It could be starting a budget. It could be writing a post for your blog. It could be opening up an Etsy shop. It could be not yelling at your kids. It could be not yelling at your spouse. It could be organizing your house. It could be going to church or synagogue more often. It could be about what you're putting in your body, what you're eating, how much water you're drinking. It's all the little things add up to really being the big things. It could be about flossing your teeth. It could be about using a water pick plus floss plus mouthwash. Your brain doesn't want to change. Doesn't mean you're lazy. Doesn't mean you're a procrastinator. Doesn't mean you're a loser. Doesn't mean you're not good enough. When we peel back all the layers, the reason why the brain doesn't do what the heart wants it to do is because there's an underlying sentiment of, I'm not good enough. Why do I try? I'm just going to give up now. When we know that, we're like, oh, I'm on to you, brain. I know you don't want to do this. Kind of like when Maggie's upset when the FedEx person's here. It's okay, Maggie. I know you're trying to protect us. It's okay. So when we know that, we go to do the thing and it's going to be hard because it's new. Just like you see your kids when they start a new sport or a new instrument or a new skill in math, it's hard for them, so hard. And then they have these building blocks. You're like, whoa, how are you hitting triples now in baseball? How are you able to do fractions in the lowest common denominator? I feel like just yesterday you were doing two plus two. Sometimes Lily and Grady show me their math and I'm like, uh, David, can you step in here? It's way over my head and they're in fifth and eighth grade. Like, how did this happen? What's going on? Because it's building blocks. It was hard and then it wasn't. And then it was hard and then it wasn't. And that's how it's gonna be for you. It's gonna be hard and then it's not gonna be as hard, but it's always going to be hard. So we always have to feel the discomfort of growth or we feel the discomfort of stagnation. So some of you were asking, how do I know if I need more grit or I need more grace? And here's how you know. When you go to do that thing, your brain will stop you and send off alarm bells. Sometimes we need more grit to relax more. I know that sounds crazy, but having grit to relax is very important. And I don't mean relax like laying on the couch all the time, just overall having downtime. Downtime with the kids, downtime with yourself, downtime with your spouse, downtime with your friends. Downtime is crucial. And some people are working their fingers to the bone where they need to relax and give themselves grace. Most people are running and burning the candle at both ends. And then when they go to relax, and remember, relax just means downtime, kind of unplug a little bit. They have so much guilt and they're not giving themselves any grace. And some people have too much downtime where they need to have more grit to get that business off the ground or go for that run or organize that house. So that's why it's plug and play for you. And it's not a one size fits all. It's like going to the doctor and then getting a second opinion. So the way that you'll know is when you go to create your schedule. 
So I love doing block scheduling, block planning, whatever you want to call it. I've combined Jordan Page's YouTube, which has over a million views because it's so powerful and I'll post it in the comments. And also Brooke Castillo's program called Monday Hour One. What you're going to do, it's kind of like creating a budget, but you're creating a budget for your time. And I've talked about this in previous episodes about your relationship with time. It's just like a relationship with a person. And just like your relationship with yourself is like another separate relationship. A lot of times we are running from thing to thing to thing because we don't want to spend any time with ourselves. It's brutal. We don't like being in our own company. So we always have to buffer and fill it with other people, other things, other activities, other experiences, other hobbies, signing up for all the things because we're just running away from ourselves. We're running away from our relationship with ourselves. It's not easy to be with yourself. I didn't say it's not easy to be by yourself. I said, it's not easy to be with yourself. There's a very big difference. Because when you're with yourself, you don't have that lonely feeling. But when you're with yourself and you feel lonely, that's when you know the relationship with yourself needs to grow and evolve and change. Just like if I'm not spending any time with David, our relationship isn't gonna grow and thrive. Or with my kids, both of them are quality time. If I'm not giving them quality time and hanging out with them and spending time with them and hearing what they're saying, and I'm just running from this to that to this to that, our relationship is gonna be strained. It's gonna be fragmented. So when we're not spending any time with ourselves, that's why we feel strained and distant almost in our relationship with ourselves. So creating a schedule is a great way because I talked about this previously, but I don't think I honed in enough that you're gonna schedule in your downtime first. Now you can make blocks and segments of time however you want. You can do five minute increments. You can do 15 minute increments. You can do 30 minute increments. You can do an hour increments. So you're going to think of it like when you were in middle school or when you're in high school, you're going to do things by block. Instead of task by task, you're going to do it block by block. This is very helpful for the brain to kind of say, okay, now we're in math class. I'm going to focus on math. I know I have English and English homework that I still need to accomplish, but I'm not thinking about that right now because I'm in math. So it kind of puts it in categories. And so you're going to have these time chunks built into your life And this is how you create consciousness around your life and create the life that you want and a life by design, a life on your terms. Because you're an adult now, we're adults now. We get to do whatever we want. This is what we were begging our parents for when we were living in their four walls. I just want to do X, Y, Z. I don't think that's a good idea. You can do whatever you want. That's so freeing and so crazy and so wild to think about. But it's really true. You can lay on the couch all day. You don't have to do anything ever. And then people say, well, how am I going to pay my bills? I need to pay through electric bill. Then you realize, oh, I'm opting into going to work. I'm not going to work because I have to. I'm going to work because I get to, because I do want air conditioning, because I do want running water, because I do want electricity. Do you see how that's a mind shift? It seems very subtle, but it's everything when you're planning your schedule, because you don't have to work out at all, ever. But when you think about feeling comfortable in your body and making a good example for your kids, then it's like, oh, I get to work out. I have a healthy, able body. That's my way of saying thank you. So when you're creating this schedule, there's going to be parts of your day that are very uncomfortable. And this is where you're going to find out where you need more grit or you need more grace. So let's just say you do 30-minute increments. So the best way to start is the time you usually go to bed and the time you usually wake up. Now, we're not going to be A plus about this. We're going to be B minus with this. We're going to be fluid. We're going to be flexible. We're going to be go with the flow and also have a framework for how our day is going to go. And people say, well, I don't want to be that tied down. I don't want to be that structured. I want to just go by the seat of my pants. 
And what happens is when you build in downtime, you can go by the seat of your pants because you can do whatever you want during your downtime and you don't have to explain it to anybody and you don't have any guilt while you're doing it. A lot of times we do our downtime first, waiting to be motivated to do the workout or clean the house or empty the dishwasher. And I'm asking you to reverse it where you build in the stuff that's hard and then you build in your rest time as a reward. Now, when I say rest time, I don't mean laying on the couch. I don't mean laying in your bed. Rest is just downtime. It could be called relaxing time, family time, insert your name time. You want to have different pockets for all the different things. So building in your downtime is crucial. And sometimes it's very helpful to create that downtime after you finish the tough tasks, after you finish the uncomfortable tasks, because your brain will stop you. And then you'll say, it's okay, brain, we're just going to do this a little bit. And then we're going to have downtime. And it's almost like a reward, like an ice cream cone for doing the X, Y, Z. Whereas a lot of times we do the reverse where we have the downtime. We might have too much downtime waiting to be motivated to do the X, Y, Z. And then it doesn't happen. So then it just passes us by like, oh, I'll try again tomorrow. So this is where you need to know if you need more grit, you're going to need more grace in building in your relaxed time. Because when you relax, you should be able to relax. When you're with your family, you are in the block of spending time with your family. When you're spending time with yourself, you need to block that off so you can listen to your thoughts and think about your thinking. Otherwise, you're running from one thing to the next and you're not building that relationship with yourself. So building out your schedule in advance when your prefrontal cortex, the conscious part of your brain, creates a schedule that would be most ideal, doing the tricky stuff. And then when that time frame comes, I promise on a stack of Bibles, no matter how many times you do it, your brain will say, oh, we'll just do that later. We don't need to do that. We don't need to clean that bathroom, wipe down those counters, empty that dishwasher, go for that run, eat that salad, prep that food, write that chapter, start that blog, open the Etsy shop. And you don't have to do it all at once. That's the cool part. You just do a little by little by little. If you build in the uncomfortable into your schedule, when it comes to that, if you don't want to do the whole 30 minutes in that uncomfortable setting, then maybe just do 15. Maybe it's starting your blog, let's just say. So you're not going to write start blog in that window. You'll just say, visit blogspot.com. It might be create a username, a web domain in that 15 minutes. And a lot of times people will say, well, I don't know how long it's going to take me to do X, Y, Z. You're going to do it in the time that you give yourself. And if you're not finished, guess what? You'll be back in that class next time. Or it can schedule into your downtime. If you want to take away from your downtime as a penalty because you didn't really do what you're supposed to do in the 30-minute window, then you could use that almost as a way to penalize yourself, but not from a place of I'm not good enough but from a place of tomorrow, we are going to stay focused during that 30-minute window when I said I'm going to go to blogspot.com and not scroll Facebook. And when you have more structure in your day like this, what happens is when you create the time and you have control over your time, the time doesn't control you where the day just flies away from you. And people say, what if something comes up? If something comes up, you have to think of it. Like if you were at work, let's say it's relaxing time. And would you take off work to do this emergency or what this is? If your kids are injured at school and the school calls, of course you would leave your job immediately. But those things, what our brain will go to say is few and far between. Praise the Lord that they're few and far between. Because if you're in math class, you're thinking about math. This will help with if you have any attention issues like I do, and you'll just say, brain, we're going to do this. I know you don't like it, but we're going to do it anyway. And then afterwards, we're going to have XYZ downtime. Or when you're relaxing and your brain is going off like alarm bells saying, you shouldn't be doing this. You're so lazy. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. Spending time with yourself. That's so lame. That's so weird. Don't listen to Kelly. Your brain will say that. I won't be offended because I know your brain's just doing the brain's job. It wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain and be efficient at all times. 
and you just talk to it just like you do when you're trying to empty the dishwasher and you need more grit. And it's okay, brain. We're just going to do this a little bit and then we're going to have downtime. You sometimes need grit to relax and have downtime. And when you create a schedule like this, when you come to relax, you will realize, oh, this is what Kelly's talking about. This is hard to do. Whatever the thing is that's hard to do, you probably need to do more of it. Just a hunch. But everybody has that thing. So it's not like you're alone. And your brain will look for qualifiers. If it's, I'm not going to yell between three and five. That's a tough window for us. And three and five, I'm not going to yell. And then people will say, well, what if they run into the street? Can I yell then? This isn't an all or nothing thing. And how often are they running into the street? That's your brain's doing what the brain's doing. It's trying to stop you and justify yelling and saying, well, I, I, if I, Kelly says I can't yell. What if they touch a hot stove? It's all in a continuum. If you want to yell all day long, you can totally yell all day long. That's the cool thing. No one's going to send you to bed without supper. We are all emotional adults. And so we get to step up and put our big girl panties on or our big boy boxers on and live the life by design. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too each and every day. Thanks for listening.